welcome to the First Down Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode three. It's going to be our first double header episode, double banger, back to back, whatever you want to call it. We're going to be talking about the Baltimore Ravens and Buffalo Bills today. Two teams I'm extremely excited to watch this year. Baltimore, for obvious reasons, they had an amazing season last year. And Buffalo, they looked like they were you know, going to make a run there in the playoffs for a minute. And then Houston, unfortunately, changed the outcome of that game. But we'll get on those teams later. Let's go ahead and get started here on the news. And actually, nope, before we get started on the news, got a little PSA, a little public service announcement. Stop stressing about the football season coming up. Whether you think it's going to happen or not, play fantasy. Just go for it. Get in your leagues. Get your drafts going. Get your buddies together. You know, get it going because you're going to wait last minute and you're going to regret it. Yes, the league has a possibility of getting canceled midway, but you know what? Why stress about it? Just go for it like it's any other year. Play it out. See what happens. Don't worry about the future. Worry about the now. Anyway, sorry, I've just been getting blown up about that. Needed to touch on that real quick. So let's go ahead and get started on the news. And some news going around training camps. Looks like Miles Sanders uh, has a lower body injury running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, nothing serious. Says it's week to week. Um, should be ready by week one. So don't really have any hesitation whenever it comes to draft season about Miles Sanders. Bryce Love, running back in Washington. This guy was a an amazing college football player, uh, running back at Stanford back uh, a couple years ago. Well, he's making some noise up there in, uh, in D.C. Possibly can be a starter this year. Pass, uh, catches out of the backfield, able to run strong with the ball, and just an outstanding athlete. He's someone I'm definitely going to be looking on as the season progresses, possibly a late-round pick. Possibly even someone you want to stash off the waiver wire once that starts at the end of week one. So we're going to go ahead and actually start today's show out with a short little segment about some upcoming rookies I'm pretty excited to see for the fantasy year. And also some guys you're going to want to look at in Dynasty. If you are in a Dynasty league, these are some guys you're going to want to for sure check out, possibly run some of their college tape. Do a little background on them. All these guys here, though, happen to be names that just pop off. Probably going to be in your first round. But let's go ahead and start going down the list here. Obviously, the number one pick, Joe Burrow, national champion, player of the year, LSU quarterback. He's on the Cincinnati Bengals now. Really hope he's going to change the culture there. And just from the videos I've seen on training camp, his chemistry with the players there, He's got a nice receiving core and a veteran in A.J. Green who's going to be coming back healthy this year. See Joe Burrow kind of taking leadership there as the quarterback, you know, behind center and possibly leading this team to a pretty decent season. You know, I don't see them being the worst team in the league, but I also don't see them taking too many steps forward. They are going to go through their growing pains, but Joe Burrow and that receiving core there, I think they're going to be a nice Nice little trio for the fantasy season, uh, including Tyler Boyd. Hopefully, John Ross can make something happen. I mean, he's a speedster. AJ Green is AJ Green. If you guys don't know who AJ Green is, are fairly new to the fantasy scene. AJ Green is probably one of those guys. He's a tier below Julio Jones, but definitely someone who is a just target monster, makes big plays, athletic freak. 
Um, was out last year with a foot injury, I believe, but is coming back. Had all offseason to heal up, so he should be someone that's ready to go week one. And then Joe Mixon there in the backfield. He's a good running back, going to catch out of the backfield. Joe Burrow's going to be able to just, whenever he's getting blitzed, getting rushed, have that security blanket there to dump up off to. And, uh, yeah, so Joe Burrow is actually someone who I think can have a really decent fantasy season, be someone you could plug in on uh, weeks that if your starter's on a bye or having a tough matchup in the defense, he's going to be a gunslinger. He's going to be having to pass a lot in the, the games that the Bengals are in this year. Another couple rookies, the wide receiver trio. So two of these guys went to Alabama, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. So we're going to go ahead and talk about Ruggs first. He's on the Las Vegas Raiders. He was actually the first receiver to go in this past year's draft, which was a little shocking because he was not the number one receiver at Alabama. But just to give you a little profile about Henry Ruggs, he is a speedster. This dude had the fastest combine uh, time this past year, I believe. Dude is just ridiculously quick. His footwork is insane. Seen him in drills. Absolute monster. He's going to be a great deep threat for Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders this year. Unfortunately, that receiving core is lacking a little bit. But he will be a great addition to Darren Waller at tight end. And hopefully open up some things there for Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Also, now this is the homer in me, okay? I am a Broncos fan, but Jerry Judy. I don't think I've been so excited for a, a draft pick to come to Denver more than Jerry Judy in a long, long time. This dude's got crisp route running. One-on-one, -on -one, he can literally, he will break down corners. And he did it all throughout college. Guy can make big plays, big catches, a solid wide receiver in the uh, his college years, and someone who I think is going to be such an asset for not only fantasy, not this year, but you know for years to come, but for this year just in the season alone. I mean, Cortland Sutton is going to be targeting you know against the number one corners that uh, they end up matching up with. So Judy's going to be you know second best corner, third best corner is going to be locking up with him because you got Noah Fant too at tight end. I think he's going to demand some attention from the defense as well. But yeah, Judy's going to have opportunities to be one on one. I think his route running is really going to make. Uh, things a lot easy for him and drew lock and just make plays make catches get you guys some solid yards and possibly be i think a good fantasy asset actually this year he's someone i'd be looking at your later rounds he is not the wide receiver one yet Cortland sutton he's a whole nother beast someone we'll talk about when we talk about the broncos later on but jerry judy a name you would not want to keep down for your later rounds and the last uh, receiver in this trio group, C.D. Lamb, the Dallas Cowboys. So C.D. Lamb came out of Oklahoma. This dude, all right, so let's let's do it this way. C.D. Lamb, I'm going to compare him to actually DeAndre Hopkins, who we talked about on uh, episode one, uh, who's on the Cardinals. Athletic freak. He can go to the high point, catch the ball. He can go into the slot or to the outside and make plays. And the great thing about this Dallas offense is Amari Cooper is the established number one. Michael Gallup is going to be their field stretcher, has been. And CeeDee Lamb is going to be someone there that's just going to be eating targets up in the middle. I mean, Blake Jarwin at tight end, yes, but I'm sorry, CeeDee Lamb is going to demand those targets. His route running is very crisp. He's going to be a great target down the field for uh, Dak Prescott. And even put him outside, he can put the Jets on and blow, blow by some corners for sure. So as for a fantasy asset, if I had to rank them, I would go Judy, Lamb, Ruggs. Not to be a homer, but just on the situation, I think the Broncos' offense is going to be a, a little more high-powered, but also 
and a lot more competitive games. As for the Cowboys, I have very high expectations for them this year. And then just Las Vegas, they're going to be coming from behind a lot. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard for Ruggs. I think he's going to have a tough rookie year, just to be honest. But you know what? Prove me wrong. I'll eat my words. I hope he does ball out this year, but just how I'm seeing it. A uh, couple other receivers that went later on in the drafts, but Jalen Rieger out of TCU. So unfortunately, this guy was riddled by injury towards the end of his college uh, season. But Philly snatched him up later on in the uh, the draft in the later round, I believe, of the first round. And he is walking into an amazing situation there in Philadelphia. Alshon Jeffrey, he's got the injury bug. Uh, he was injured most of last season and still isn't healthy yet for week one. Deshaun Jackson, he's going to be there. He's a speedster, route runner, deep ball guy. But Jalen Rieger is going to be eating up those targets on the other side of the field, and he's someone that's going to, I think, going to start day one. He'll be out there week one with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is healthy. Jalen Rieger, I think, is going to eat. He's going to go in. He's definitely going to have a great fantasy year. I think he's someone that's going to be a great late round value, and you definitely want to kind of keep a name out for that, Jalen Rieger. And Justin Jefferson. So this was the wide receiver one, or you could say one of the wide receiver ones at LSU. They had amazing receivers this past year. But uh, Joe Burrow and him, you know, they balled out together. But Justin Jefferson is also walking into an ideal, amazing situation in Minnesota. With the departure of Stephon Diggs headed to Buffalo, Justin Jefferson is going to be stepping into those targets there. I mean, you got Thielen there. He is, you know, the wide receiver one. But that's what makes it perfect for Justin Jefferson to have a very quiet but dominant fantasy season. Thielen's going to be pulling the number one corner most games. That gives Jefferson the whole other side of the field to work. And this dude is a great route runner, has great hands, and big playability. For some reason, just even in the national championship game, dude was shedding tackles left and right. Caught my eyes a lot. I didn't know he was this good until I saw the college football playoffs. But yeah, Justin Jefferson, he's a beast. He's someone that I'm going to want to target later around in the draft, you know, you don't want to reach for him, but I would say round 10 and beyond, someone to look at for sure. We're going to go ahead and touch on two running backs this year that are really catching my eye. Um, or actually, we'll go three. So first one I'm going to go ahead and say is just Cam Akers, L.A. Rams. Came out of Florida State. Uh, this guy kind of reminds me of Dalvin Cook a little bit. Yeah, very bursty strong between the trenches and able to create big plays and breakaway as well too the thing i like about cam Akers though is todd Gurley is gone that's no we have no idea who the starting running back is in la i'm sorry i'm not impressed with daryl henderson i don't know if malcolm brown is still there or not but still he wasn't anything to establish himself in the first place they drafted a rookie running back for a reason they're restarting in that backfield and i think cam Akers is going to be that guy Behind Jared Goff, help him out in the uh, third down situations with pass catching as well, too, like a dump off safety blanket. But Cam Makers is someone who i kind of reaching at sixth or seventh round, you know, depending on my running back situation or even flex situation. But he is someone that you could even stash on your bench if you happen to go running back heavy. Could be a late league winner. I like his potential this year as a rookie. Another guy we're going to talk about is DeAndre Swift. Detroit Lions came out of Georgia, so I have watched a lot of his uh, his film. 
my comparison to DeAndre Swift is I think he is going to be the next Alvin Kamara in this league. Literally reminds me of Alvin Kamara, who's on the New Orleans Saints. Can catch the ball out of the backfield, can run routes, hard to bring down. And just, it looks like his core just, he's very in control of his body. His movements are very different. He's able to shed tackles and he's able, honestly, just to make plays. And that's something that we look for in fantasy. You do have Carrion Johnson, though, who was the running back one, but Carrion has had two seasons already now getting injured they need a reliable back there in detroit and by season's end deandre swift i think is going to be that guy he is someone you're going to want to snatch up early around that fifth sixth round we were talking about just like with cam Akers. but i definitely definitely think this guy is going to pay off for sure someone who i think is going to have his opportunities and to shine in this backfield in detroit unfortunately i don't have high expectations for detroit but you know what Get a starting running back where you can get one. Matt Stafford, great quarterback. You got Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones on the outside. So, you know, they got some weapons there. It can open it up a lot for uh, DeAndre Swift to have some potential big playability there. And the last guy we're going to touch on, and this is someone who I'm just going to tell you guys right now, I think he will be drafted in the first round for next year's, you know, fantasy league. He will be a top top 12 guy projected to go in the first round for fantasy drafts that is jonathan taylor who is in indianapolis colts came from wisconsin he is if i had to compare him to a player he reminds me of saquon barkley the guy's an absolute animal on the backfield has amazing just strength speed all in one this guy's going to be a monster of a running back and for years to come. I think behind this amazing Colts offensive line as well, too, Phillip Rivers in the backfield, or not backfield, but new QB there uh, in Indy. Going to be passing the ball a lot, but also Taylor's going to be taking a lot of touches, I think, away from Marlon Mack. I mean, yes, Marlon Mack is still there. He's a bruiser type of running back, but also someone who happens to get injured a lot. I think Jonathan Taylor's just talent and ability is going to shine, and he is going to take over that running back one spot there. But those are the couple rookies there I was excited about for the fantasy season. Unfortunately, the one who I just couldn't put on this list was Tua out of Alabama, the quarterback. He is in Miami. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, whatever you want to call him, he's still there. I think he is going to go ahead and start the season off. Tua... Depending on how the season goes, I mean, I don't expect Miami to be in playoff contention, but Tua could probably start midway through the season, possibly be a guy you can look at for fantasy playoffs, uh, just depending on how he comes out. I remember watching him, he reminded me a lot of Russell Wilson. Um, good feet, able to break the pocket, deep throws, I mean, you can name it all. Realistically, he reminds me of Russ from his game from start to finish. All right, though, but we're going to go ahead and transition into our first team today. We're going to be talking about the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, man. So I am a Broncos fan. I think the Ravens are my favorite second team. And it's, and it's yes, it's because of Lamar Jackson. I've been a Lamar Jackson fan since he was at Louisville. Remember watching a game against Syracuse, and this dude just hurtled over a defender, and I was like, "Oh, all right, this dude's the real fucking deal. He is gonna be someone to 
to blow up in the NFL if he's able to work on his passing game. And last year was a perfect example of him improving that passing game from his rookie year. Yes, he did not start all 16 games his rookie year. He used him more of as a wildcat option kind of guy. But last year, I think he shocked a lot of people with how accurate he was with his throws. So we're going to go in and just start breaking down. I mean, their schedule doesn't look honestly too tough to me. I have this team going 13-3. and three. Literally, you start your Ravens every game. I, I'm, I mean, they're going to be a high-scoring team this year. There's going to be a couple guys here we're going to talk about that, you know, might not be great fantasy starters, but I have these guys losing three games this year. I'm going to go ahead and touch on those real quick. Um, I mean, so they're going to open up the season playing at home against Cleveland. And just that stretch there, they got Houston, Kansas City, Washington, Cincinnati, Philly, and Pittsburgh. They're, I, th- I have them winning every single one of those games. And not because of their offense. They've also made some great improvements on their defense. By They went and got Calais Campbell from Jacksonville. So that's going to help stop the run game there. And I did see a rumor that Yannick Ngakwe, also a Jaguar defensive uh, end, was getting traded to the Ravens for Gus Edwards and I believe draft picks, but it wasn't finalized. Might have been just a rumor. Anyway, if they happen to get him as well too, that Ravens defense is probably going to be the best defense in the league next year. But with them going to 7-0 and right there, they're going to hit that bye week. And I think off the bye week, they're going to kind of open up a little flat. They're going to be playing in Indy and in New England. I don't know what it is, but anytime a team goes to Indianapolis, I feel like Indy's got one of the best home field advantages in the league. Also, I think Indy's just going to be a possibly an AFC team to make the playoffs this year, winning that AFC South division. Um, but yeah, I have Baltimore taking their first loss there. And then going up to Foxborough, that's going to be an exciting game. You're going to have Lamar Jackson versus Cam Newton. And... New England's still got a pretty uh, decent defense. Unfortunately, they had some guys uh, opt out for COVID. I'm not hating on that. You know, take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Most important. But I do have the Ravens going up there, falling short. I think Cam Newton's someone who's going to have an amazing bounce back season, and he's going to display that in this game. But it's going to be Lamar versus Cam Newton, two mobile quarterbacks, a lot of exciting plays. So that's definitely, I think, going to be a fantasy-friendly game. But I do have the Ravens taking the loss in this one. Going down further on in the schedule. Now their next loss I have, and this is the last one I have them uh, taken in the regular season. And maybe in the playoffs. We'll talk about that later. But week 13 against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys defense to me, and just looking at their, their talent at linebacker, they did add some corner help with Trevon Diggs in the draft. But that defensive line as well, um, I think that's going to be a nightmare for Lamar. I mean, honestly, they, they got a great run defense, some just honestly more experience, more just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so high on the Cowboys. I just, I look at the talent there that they've added with Everson Griffin. You got Leighton Vander Esch, Jalen Smith, Lawrence is still there. I mean, we talked about McCoy tearing his ACL. I'm super bummed out about that. I thought he was going to be a fine piece there up the middle. But you know what? They're going to go ahead and add someone there, or someone's going to get the opportunity to shine in that position. Yeah, I think this Dallas defense is going to stop the run game that Baltimore lives on, and they're going to end up winning this game. I do see it as a fantasy-friendly game for sure, two high-scoring offenses, but I do have the Ravens taking the loss in that one. 
But on a good note, they will finish 13-3, securing the number one seed in the AFC again. And, yeah, I think Lamar's probably going to go with MVP again. Him, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson are my top three guys. I'm not putting Mahomes in this category. I just, yes, he blew up the league. The dude's incredible. But I don't see him having an MVP season this year. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to have a bad season. I just don't see him having an MVP level season. That's all. But those are the other three guys that I'm looking at. So we're going to go ahead and jump in fantasy players to own. So let's just start at the top. Draft Lamar Jackson if you get the opportunity to. I know it's going to be tough. You're going to see him there in the first round. Don't do it in the first round. All right. Second round. If you're late in the second round, I would probably do it. I would pull the trigger on that, especially if you're at the one, two spot. You're going to get back-to-back picks right there anyway. Secure Lamar. He's going to get over 1,000 rushing yards again. He's going to throw possibly over 30 touchdowns this year. He's going to help you win leagues. Draft Lamar Jackson. Now let's just move on to some of his receiving core here. Mark Andrews, tight end. Actually finished number two last year in tight end score, uh, tight end half point PPR. Tight end position, half point PPR, sorry. But I think he's going to finish tight end one this year. Just with them going 13-3, and three, uh, Lamar throws up to that middle a lot to him. And uh, Nick Boyle is still there, but Mark Andrews is the dominant tight end there who will get those targets get those receptions, and someone actually that Lamar looks to in the end zone a lot whenever he isn't rushing in himself. So Mark Andrews is definitely someone I want to say you can reach for round three, round four. You won't be upset with what he gives you in payback. We're going to go ahead and move over to the running backs position and talk about Mark Ingram and rookie J.K. Dobbins. So Mark Ingram last year finished at number eight. I see him as being a top 15 back this year. Um, He's a very reliable, solid running back. He's going to mix it up there with Lamar. J.K. Dobbins, watched him at Ohio State. Great pass catcher. I don't think he's going to be someone you're going to want to draft early in your drafts this year. Uh, Definitely someone you want to look at late round and possibly even a security guy for Mark Ingram. Because if Mark Ingram goes down, J.K. Dobbins can be a league winner. He catches out of the backfield. He has big playability. His burst is pretty insane. Um, But, yeah, he's someone that I think that seasons to come will – him and Lamar are going to be running shop in the AFC North for a long time to come. I'm going to go ahead and move over to the receiver positions now. And this is where I don't want to say they lack, but – I could see them possibly reaching out to Antonio Brown. (sighs) Just real quick to touch on Antonio Brown. Dude is an amazing talent. Not taking that away from him. The biggest thing for him, and I mean, if it's mental illness, you know, the concussions, whatever it is, just his friends, someone needs to look out for this guy. Stay off of social media. It's how you're ruining your career. It's how you ruined it down in Oakland when they had signed you. And then going to New England, unfortunately, you had some legal issues pop up there. But, yeah, I can see Antonio Brown uh, being someone that the Ravens look to add to this receiving core, especially if they kind of come out flat. 
I mean, Lamar, yes, he's going to be an amazing talent this year with his rushing, same with Ingram. But they're going to need to pass the ball, and they are limited on receivers. And what's even funnier is Antonio Brown's cousin, Marquise Hollywood Brown, is the wide receiver not one for the Baltimore Ravens. He did finish at uh, wide receiver 45 last year, but here's some, some little insight on uh, Marquise Brown. Packed on, I believe, 23 pounds of muscle. He is also a speedster like Tyree Kill, like Henry Ruggs that we were talking about earlier. I have very high expectations for Marquise Brown this year. He's going to be someone I looked that finishes in the top 20 wide receiver for half point PPR. He's someone definitely I want to say you can target at round six, seven if he falls. For sure not going to be uh, mad at drafting him. I think he's someone you can be able to start week in, week out. And now the other receiver, though, on the other side of the field is a rookie, uh, Devin DuVernay out of Texas. I haven't been able to see too much of him, but just his background profile from what I have seen, uh, about 5'11", muscular receiver, physical guy. Uh, doesn't really have big, big playability, just looks like he runs pretty you know, decent routes, is able to break away using his physicality and routes and, and getting open that way. But that's where I think the targets are really going to go to Marquise Hollywood-Brown and uh, Mark Andrews as well, too. Those are just, I think, the two uh, receiving options you're going to want to draft on your teams this year. All other Ravens, I would kind of steer clear. J.K. Dobbins, you know, we, like we said, later on in your drafts, go ahead and look for him. But other than that, the Ravens defense, um, I wouldn't be mad if you took them in the round 14, 13. Uh, I think they have some solid talent there. Marlon Humphrey at cornerback. Marcus Peters is there right with him. And... Um, Excuse me. You have Calais Campbell too. The addition of him, the defense is gonna be nasty, and I can see them definitely being a top five defense this year. So, just some bold predictions. I mean, yes, Lamar Jackson. I see him finishing at quarterback one. Mark Andrews. I see him finishing at tight end one, and also, I think he's gonna get over a thousand receiving yards, ninety receptions, twelve touchdowns. That's someone who's gonna help you win a fantasy championship. My players to avoid, and I don't want to say really to avoid, but just don't reach on him. I don't think you need to reach on this player, but that is, again, we're going to throw his name in there, J.K. Dobbins. It's a great late-round value. Don't expect him to dom dominate the touches. He will be in out there down work. His bread and butter, though, will be catching out of the backfield and being a safety valve on third downs for Lamar. For Dynasty, though, I think he's someone that you could take round, you know, first round and just... Keep him on your bench until he, he falls in that starter role. Then when he falls into that starter role, all right, let's get him in there. He's going to pay off for you big time. But other than that, I think the Baltimore Ravens are set up to have a very successful season. Now we're going to go ahead and transition over to the AFC East and talk about the Buffalo Bills. Man, I love me some Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia, just the diehard fans. They pack that stadium. Every game, it seems like, even in the snow, this is just a, a great team with a great fan base. Uh, I love watching. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick peek at their schedule here. Um, the Bills do have a little hefty of a schedule this year. I do have them taking five losses at Tennessee Week 5 uh, versus Kansas City Week 6. Week 9 against Seattle. 
week 16 against New England and actually week 15, so the week before against the Denver Broncos. But I do have the Bills going 11-5 and five and finally dethroning the New England Patriots from the AFC East crown. I can't wait. I really cannot wait to see the Patriots just crash and burn a little bit. But at the same time, I'm conflicted because I love me some Cam Newton. But, yes, I think Buffalo is going to go ahead and take over as the dominant team in that division. We're going to go ahead and talk briefly on some of their fantasy assets. And this team is a very... Let's say their defense is what's going to, I think, really carry this team. They have a top five defense in the in the league I see coming in this year. Added some assets in the draft as well, too. But we're going to go ahead and start at the QB position. Josh Allen finished at number six last year. So Josh Allen, to me, is just like a mere version of what Cam Newton used to be. Except for he lacks accuracy. He has a big arm. Is able to break the pocket, has a big body, so he's able to not drag defenders, but he can get in the end zone at the goal line. You know, he can take a hit and, and make sure he's passing the uh, the hash marks there. So, Josh Allen, I have him at top seven potential this year. I think he's going to finish in that top seven just due to his mobility. The great thing though is Buffalo went out and got a wide receiver one for Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. So this guy last year was with the Minnesota Vikings. He had finished, I believe, at the 15th spot in half-point PPR. Or no, actually 18, my mistake. Um, he's a guy who I saw as the wide receiver one there. Unfortunately, they didn't favor him like that in Minnesota. It was more t tailored towards Adam Thielen. And I think that really, I mean... It's, he suffered. It sucked. It, it, and then he wanted out as well, too. They couldn't get a trade done during the season. But, you know, the offseason, Buffalo went out and got him. And I think this is a great fit for him. He is a, a, a just a technician with route running, can make insane plays. Dude has, one of the, I think, one of the best high point ability at catch rate. Is just someone who can go up, get the ball, and someone who can honestly burn defenders too. And that's what you really need for Josh Allen. You got John Brown on the other side who had finished at wide receiver 19 last year. So they were back-to-back. -back. And John Brown was the wide receiver one in Buffalo last year. I do see John Brown, though, taking a decrease in his fantasy value this year. I think Diggs is someone who can finish at top 15, has the potential for that. He is going to be someone who I think is going to, he could win you a week on just one of those deep bombs that Josh Allen throws. And right there, you're sitting pretty with Stephon Diggs. And I mean, if that happens a couple times in a game, he could right straight up there win you a week. But Stephon Diggs is someone I got finishing in the top 15. I'm looking at him at round three, round four, possibly. He is someone, though, I think could slip in drafts just due to the uncertainty there of him being matched up with Josh Allen. But I think Josh Allen's really cleaned up his accuracy in the offseason. And this is just from my guesstimation, seeing how he progressed from a rookie to now. Every year he's gotten better. Um, he is still going to be more mobile, but I think the coaching staff is going to try to limit him from breaking the pocket and taking those big hits. And that's going to go into our running backs because they did draft a running back this year to be in the backfield with Devin Singletary but we're going to touch on Singletary first starting running back for the Bills he finished at the 31st position in running back uh, rankings there I see him as a top 20 guy he can catch out of the backfield he'll definitely have first and uh, 
first and second down work, maybe some third down here and there. I think that's when they'll rotate in the uh, new rookie, uh, who is Zach Moss. Um, this is going to be his rookie year. I think he's just going to be replacing the Frank Gore, uh, excuse me, tongue-tied, Frank Gore role that they had there, just kind of a bruiser and someone there to actually take uh, away from Josh Allen at goal line um, and just to be able to punch it up the middle, punch it off the side, and get in the end zone there with limiting the hits that Josh Allen has to take. But Singletary, going back to him, I think he's someone that is going to be a legit starter for you. You can for sure count on him from week to week. Uh, unquestionably, yeah, he's going to be a, a great running back to, to get in those, I would say, anywhere between third or fifth round. But he's someone that I'm looking at my fantasy teams. If I have the need, I have no issue taking Devin Singletary. And just to touch on the Bills' defense, just like the Ravens' defense, I wouldn't be afraid to reach on them. They have great cornerbacks. Great linebackers, great defensive line. They're, and this is what I think is key is their division is pretty weak. I mean, New England, I think they can get to Cam a little bit. I think they'll be able to, to rattle Cam quite, quite a bit. At the same time, though, Cam's kind of, like we were saying, like Josh Allen, able to create plays off of his mobility and his big arm as well, too, and just to dump the ball off. So, I mean, I can see Cam having... Maybe a little trouble with this defense, but I think this defense will be able to contain New England. And then just the Jets and the Dolphins, say your prayers straight up. That's all I can say. Protect Sam Darnold at all costs. He's New York's, the Jets, you know, shining jewel, quarterback of the future, whatever you want to call him. But yeah, just they're going to, I think, going to ball out on those end division games there. And just a little bold prediction, though. And especially after being upset in last year's uh, in the AFC game against Houston and blowing that huge league, I think the combination of Allen and Diggs is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think these guys at home are just going to, I don't know, have that that extra edge uh, playing in front of the, the uh, Blue Mafia there, Bills Mafia, whatever you want to call it. But I think they are going to be someone that you can trust week in, week out as fantasy guys. So those were our breakdowns, though, today on the Ravens and Bills. And before we break and get today's shout outs, uh, we have the IG page back up. Uh, previous one got hacked. So you can follow us at the first down fantasy pod. And that is first number one ST. Next show, we will be talking about the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears, and the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to have three teams in one pod. It's going to be exciting. going to be able to cover all three of these teams. All have some great fantasy assets on them as well, too. And we are currently also looking to expand on the show and add a co-host or two as well. So... Be uh, aware of that. Stay tuned for that, whatever you want to call it. It is hard making jokes by myself and definitely want to go ahead and get some some more uh, opinions, uh, some light arguments, disagreements, whatever you want to call it. Make the show a lot more fun for you uh, listeners out there. But before we go ahead and break, got a couple shout outs here today actually impressed with the league today saw that they are considering pumping fan noise into the stadiums brilliant idea one 
If you don't, you are going to be bleeping out so many curse words from these players on the field. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I think it would be hilarious. I'm someone who loves to hear shit talking on, on the field and especially for football. But for, you know, kids watching, family's sake, don't want to hear that all the time. Yes, pump the fan noise in there. I think it's going to add so much more of an atmosphere for the players and for the game and for the viewing experience. Also want to shout out Damian Lillard. Man, that performance in game one, dude went in. Oh my gosh. He, I saw they were saying he was the best player. I think it was Stephen A. Smith said he is the best player in the league, the world right now. I can't go that far. I, best point guard, second best, but I'm sorry. Just, I can't, I can't put him out as the best player right now, but he is playing amazing right now just very happy portland got into the playoffs uh unfortunately they did take a loss tonight uh looks like dame dislocated a finger too so i haven't even got to see the highlights for that but anyway shout out to damian lillard also want to give a shout out to zach efron the uh the heartthrob from disney <laughs> but i i've never watched i know he was in the high school musicals and uh the neighbor movie or whatever but watch this documentary on netflix down to earth highly highly recommend was very impressed very educational very entertaining and it's really cool to see someone like zach efron get down to earth honestly and just really check out what's going on out there super motivating i really enjoyed the uh, the series i think you guys will as well too and last but not least, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Nana Jackson. I love you and miss you very much. Can't wait to see you soon. And other than that, we're going to go ahead and break for the day, and I'll see you guys next time.